Welcome to the Liberty Moms podcast. Chris Kimball hosting today. Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their children, their families, and their communities. There's nothing more vicious or um, courageous than a Liberty Mom when it comes to her children and any attacks that would be coming her way um, against her family. And uh, Liberty Moms are proud to be part of the Loving Liberty Network. So thank you for tuning in today and uh, giving us a listen. There's a lot of options out there. So we really appreciate you uh, tuning in and being part of our Liberty Moms um, audience. And today I'm especially excited because we have an amazing um, guest on today. She has been in the Liberty fight for a long time. I am just looking. I I didn't realize how long Moms for America had been around. I knew I've known of it for a long, long time, but 18 years. And Kimberly Fletcher, who is the president founder um, of Moms for America, is joining me today. She is the wife of a retired Air Force officer and mother of eight children. So she had a very busy life just um, raising her family. She's with a national network of over 500,000 moms that make up Moms for America across this country. So that's phenomenal. Um, It has become one of the fastest growing movements of women in America, giving voice to the silent majority of women who love God, respect life, revere family, and cherish freedom. And Kimberly, now more than ever, we have got women that need to to gather together under that umbrella of Moms for America because our children and our families are under such an attack from many different um, areas. You know, I mean, just sending your children to school is no longer really a safe option. Public schools, let's put it that way, government schools. So, Kimberly, thank you for being my guest today and uh, sharing um, what you're doing with Moms for America. And I'm especially excited because you're actually in Utah today. And so I want you to (laughs) share with our um, listeners what you have coming down the pike with Moms for America and why you're here in Utah. Well, I have a lot of really exciting things coming down the pike at Moms for America. And it's really exciting to be in Utah. I'm actually on a two-month summer trip crossing the country meeting with moms and talking to uh, investors who realize the importance of this work that we're doing. And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Utah was my first stop. We were in St. George for over 4th of July with um, Glenn Beck and a lot of great people. And it was, it was phenomenal. And it did gave me a lot of hope for uh, every, everything that's happening. There's a, there's a lot of darkness, but there is a big beacon of light bursting up from the ground. And, and it's exciting to see that. And Kimberly, you've been involved. In fact, I was just reading your story about the turning point because I've, I've known of Moms for America for a long time. I've been aware of the work that you've done, which has been amazing. But I didn't realize that it, it really was pivotal based on what happened with 9-11. 
um, back in 2001 and um, your personal story about your husband who um, is retired Air Force but was in the Pentagon the day that um, that fateful day when the plane crashed into the, the Pentagon. Yeah, it was um, it was really a, a life changing moment for me. I've always been patriotic. You know, I pledged the flag, I, you know, back when they still did that. And that was a cool thing in schools. Um, I, I was raised in schools, pledging the flag. I was raised by a mom who um, stood for the national anthem and uh, loved the, the constitution. And there were just, you know, that, that ground was laid and, and it was uh, incredible, but it was that day that I realized what it really meant, what the, what the cost of freedom was, that the price, and that I was willing to pay the cost. And that was the day that I went from being patriotic to being a patriot. And I've been on the front lines of freedom ever since, making sure that my children and grandchildren, posterity, remain free. They should have the same blessings of freedom that I have. And the only way they're going to have them is if we pass them on. You know, I it, when you were explaining what happened to you and how that was a pivotal point, to me, I got this insight that this something something so terrible as what happened to us on you know September 11th of 2001 was actually a pivotal point that allowed you to make a huge shift in what you were doing in your life you laid the foundation started moms for america because right now if you were just trying to get moms for america started it would take so much more work to to be effective with working with moms across the United States where you've got this platform, you've already got this. I mean, I've been on your website. You've got an, you've got an app, you have a podcast, you have so many things in place that all women, all moms have to do is just plug in. And if you were just getting started, like if this was your starting point, you would not be effective as effective as you are right now with this network of women, 500,000 women across America are part of this. Plus, you're you're out there now reaching out to other women who now are starting to realize it really took this last, um, uh, r- really this last election cycle, I think, for a lot of people to finally go, whoa, wait a minute. And when they've seen what's happened to their children in their schools and the propaganda that they're being um, taught and uh, anyway, I just think there's kind of a God thing in that, Kimberly, because you can be so much more um, a bigger patriot, making a bigger difference now that you've got this 18 years under your under your belt, so to speak. You are so right. I, I could not even express that better. The Lord has been preparing us. I mean, there, there's no way that, that I would have ever just woke up one day and said, I, I'm going to be a head of a national organization. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run a national that was never even uh, in my will, and I I wanted to make sure I taught my children correct and everything. But it was it was when things started to go really crazy that I, I realized I've got to do something more than just um, I can't be just a placeholder. I, I have to be making a, a a a better a bigger difference. And so I um I I remember when I when I felt called to, to do this, I, for two weeks, I went back and forth with, with the Lord and, and not realizing that I was arguing with the Lord. And then you realize there is no inner voice. You're, you're talking to God. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. and, and I kept asking, why me? Why, why, why does God want me to, to, to do this? And, and finally I got the answer. 
because I, I kept seeing there are other people who could do it better, who know so much more. And he said, yes, but they'll do it their way. And I want it done my way. And he knew that I would have to do everything on my knees. And the, the beauty of it is, is he qualifies who he calls. And he put all the right people in my path. I ex- had the, the best experiences. I was in the right places at the right time. And, and he kind of baptized me by fire to help me realize that the real solutions aren't what everybody else is focusing on. And originally what I was focusing on, I was focusing on, it's about the elections. It's about public policy. It's about being in, in government and in Washington, D.C. And, and I realized um, because of what he taught me, the places that, that I was and the things that I experienced, that's not where it is. It's in the home. It's it's local in the community, and so from probably around two thousand seven or eight, when I was like baptized by fire, I started to tell people uh, we need to do this locally. And then I started to see what was happening in our schools, and I started to you know be that that warning sign, you know, trying to tell a warning, warning. And and I just they kept looking at me like I had a tinfoil hat or I was a helicopter mom, and so I was beating my head up against the wall, you know, and. But after what's happened over the last two years, I mean, I can just see God's hand over everything. There were some horrible things that happened with COVID. Also some silver linings and incredible blessings. And one of those things was that there was a big beacon light that was shown on the darkness in our country. And it's like the roaches started to scatter. And up until then, families didn't realize what we're really facing. And now they, now they know. And now instead of me trying to convince moms of what's going on, they are flooding to us going, okay, okay, what do we do about it? And so that's, and you're right. We have been preparing for 18 years for such a time as this. And we are ready. We are ready to support moms in whatever battles they face. It's so true because I have been um, locally here in Utah. I started kind of getting involved and getting educated around 2006 with a group here in, in Utah, United Women's Forum, but um, it, it was kind of like we, you would go out and you'd see always the same faces. You would go up to the Capitol or it, it was always the same group of people. And since 2020, after the election, I love it when I show up at a meeting and I don't know anyone. They're just like <laughs> brand new and, and they're excited and they want to be engaged and they see that there's problems. And that's why your platform of Moms for America is so perfect because most of them are are moms and dads, and they're they're afraid of what's going on with their with their kids, and they don't know they don't know the ins and outs of of the school board meetings. They don't know the ins and outs of the legislature, and so to get plugged in to Moms for America, where you have cottage meetings that are held locally that are hosted in neighborhoods where people can learn the foundation of our amazing government, the Constitution, because you've got to understand these principles. And unfortunately, most of us were not taught those principles. I know I've had to learn outside of my public education. I've had to learn and do my deep dive on my own, just like what you said you had to do. And so others have to as well, because you have to have those foundations, otherwise you can be tossed about very quickly um, because a lot of politicians, I know even in Utah, we have some very slick politicians that use a lot of wordsmithing to, um, to uh, kind of gaslight the voter, so to speak. And so if you're not grounded in solid principle, it, it can be very easy to be distracted or to be pushed aside by someone who um, is 
good at what they do when they're in politics. A lot of those, you, you see them all the time. You're, I mean, you're not in D.C. Julene's in D.C., but when you get involved at that level, they're always trying to talk their way out of their bad votes and whatever they do, right? Yeah, because I, I want to give those moms out there um, some just an infusion of hope and and and, and empowerment. Uh, I have a lot of members of Congress on my speed dial, and it's because they've given me their phone numbers. I have a lot of people who are running for Congress um, and all levels of government who, when I was at CPAC in February, I was walking through the halls. They would see Sometimes I was wearing my shirt, but mostly it was my name tag. And they stopped and I'm like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the president founder. And they're like, oh my gosh, can I talk to you? And it's just like, they want our endorsement. They want our vote. They want our, they know the power of moms and that, that the words, I'm just a mom have become the most powerful words in the English language. Everybody wants us to be on their side. They're realizing after what happened with in Virginia. And, and that's something I want to understand. This was, this was moms who gathered together and said, you don't tell me that they're not my kids. You don't tell me that I don't, I'm not the one who just decides what they're going to learn. And, 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 and when you have members of Congress who are saying, if you want to have a say in your children's education, then you can homeschool or pay for private school. Then you're like, wow, you just really don't get it, do you? Parents' rights are fundamental and supreme. And that's what we've been going around the country telling school board members. And it's, it's been very empowering. But 2017 was about moms uniting together all colors, all religions, all political persuasions. There were who, who um, literally not only supported um, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton when they were running for president, but they donated to them who had Yunkin signs in their yard. Why? Because you don't tell a mom they're not your kids. And we all around and just on principle. I, I kept telling people, focus on principle. It's not about parties. It's not about politics. It's about principle. Focus on the principle that's true. And so they were all rallied together. And not only did they get Youngkin elected, but they supported Winsome Sears, who had absolutely no money. And, and these moms pulled, you know, five, ten, twenty-five dollars out of their pocket to get it going, helped her get elected. And not only that, many council and school board meets last November in 17 states. So the vast majority of conservative women of faith have not been voting, and most of them weren't even registered to vote. What you saw in Virginia is what happens when they do. So we need to be exercising our voice because that that vote is our our values. If we're not voting, then our values aren't represented and our voice isn't heard. But our voice also needs to be heard in our own home. We need to be promoting those principles of liberty, which means we need to understand them ourselves, and then we need to be advancing them in our communities. And it's not, when I started Moms for America, the big thing was, I don't want moms to think I've got dinner, diapers, daycare, and I gotta save the world too. (laughs) I wanted them to realize the powerful influence that they have simply by being who they are and just doing things just a little bit differently that's it and we have the power to turn this around and the future is standing right in front of us what america is going to look like in 10 20 30 years from now we're deciding it right now in our homes they've destroyed this country in a generation we can turn it around in one wow that's 
That's so true, Kimberly, because um, that's the whole cycle of what God can do. When you have God on your side and you've got, I mean, the, the family is God's creation. He put the family nucleus together, a mother, a father. That's the ideal. If it doesn't exist in society, it doesn't mean we throw it away. We, we strive for that. We want the next generation to have that ideal of a father and a mother. And, uh, and we don't have to be um, sitting back and, and saying, woe is me, we get engaged. And that's what you've set up a platform for mothers across this country to just plug in. And I want our listeners to know that this is, I only have a handful of um, organizations that I give to um, every single month on a, on a rotating, uh, on a regular basis. And Moms for America is one of them because I am aware of the good work that they're doing all across the country. And we saw the fruits of their, of their hard work back in Virginia. And uh, what I love is you've got this mom vote um, program going on. Um, and t- tell us, I mean, I know you were talking a little bit about that, but you have, you have an app to make it easier for your, your members to connect with you. But um, what is it that, is it the mom vote that's bringing you to Utah or just connecting with moms in general? What, what's brought you here? So we've got two major projects this year that we're working on. Mom Vote is one of them. Restoring Patriotism is the other one. Where I'm really excited about Mom Vote because it's been very effective. Uh, we've pr- it's been proven effective when we take this mom to mom messaging and we connect with moms and, and we take they're not like oh my gosh I need to vote, but then they're like how you know how do you register how does the electoral process work we provide all of that information on mom and we've we've heard various different options to even provide information on who the candidates are and where they stand on the issues that matter to you so we were continuing to add mom vote it's it's so easy we've had so many people come to us at comment and say oh my goodness this is like the the simple website i've ever been on that vote information so i'm like hey, we're but you know, mom like to keep things simple and cost effective. So it's um, it's free. <laughs> it doesn't cost any anything to go on there and access all of these resources. And then we encourage moms to share them. Um, our app was set up as a way to connect moms across the country because there all these groups. Kind of when the Tea Party happened, they were popping up everywhere organically in this grassroots fashion. Well, that's the same thing that's happening with this mom-led evolution that uh, Moms for America is on the forefront of this, trying to provide the support. It's our goal, provide support for anyone out there who's involved or who is involved so we're connecting them if there's if there's a group regardless of how they started what their name is or whatever we're like hey join the network let's support each other because you may be doing something that helps a mom in another state or in another county and and let's you know let's share ideas so that we can uh, be, be better and more effective. And then our restoring patriotism. I am so excited about that. We do a lot of awesome things. Uh, restoring patriotism is something that has got my fire going. We need to ignite that, that liberty within the hearts of, of families and the future generations and, and, and unite families together with this idea of exploring freedom. So restoring patriotism is, includes our cottage meetings, of course. We're going to be a big do a big relaunch of the cottage meetings in October. Every month we're releasing an initiative uh, with this month starting with our Patriot Packs, which are cinch sacks for, for kids that have an activity book and I'm a Patriot t-shirt and a bunch of other goodies. And that the 
that they get so they can get in the mail and be excited about, you know, this is for me. And then um, we have Liberty Trips. <laughs> and Liberty Trips is something that they can do continuously where we have an, an, an interactive map that's just about to be launched where you can click on your state and you can find the locations in your area, the memorials, the monuments, the historical uh, um, events, activities, hands, uh, science center or uh, history centers, all these different things that you can see in your on your own state. And we have over 2,000 locations already listed on our map. On, on in every state so it's it's someplace that you can go either per, in person or virtually um, we're putting a passport together where where the kids can we're, we're partnering with a couple of other organizations there's some things i can't even say it's so exciting but there once it's released you'll just be thrilled with what's happening but we have a we have a company that we found where we can take our Liberty dog, and I don't, I don't know if you, I told you about that, but we have a stuffed Liberty dog to go on these the Liberty trips. So you can like, kind of like, where's Waldo? You know, where's Liberty? Well, wherever you are. And so you take pictures with Liberty and show us where Liberty's been. And, and we have a photo contest we're going to be launching. Um, my daughter wrote a series of books, Where's Liberty? Telling the story of Liberty and the history of, story of America from these different places that you might go and see, you know? So it's just a a whole entire family it's, it's family focused liberty promoting program to to turn around the culture through the family and i'm really excited about that and the partners that were that were a whole lot more that's going to come that. but we have several initiatives each month as i said and August, um, our initiative is the national constitution b and we're going to be launching that and we'll be doing that every year so um and then it all culminates in september with our Big Constitution celebration, which more information is coming on that. And we're going to celebrate the Pilgrim in November to help people understand that we already tried socialism and communism. It was an epic fail. So let's try freedom for a change. <laughs> wow. So, um, Kimberly, it's hard to even keep up with you. I'm just, I, I feel your excitement about this restoring liberty because you've made it so easy for no matter where you live in the United States, you've created and, and uh, set up a program so that parents can just utilize these tools and go visit what's in their own state and just explore liberty at that local level and uh, start that process. Because a lot of times, again, parents feel like, I don't know where to begin. I don't know much myself. What can I do? And so all they have to do is plug in to Moms for America and uh, you've... <laughs> You've made it super, super easy to help anybody, no matter where they're living in America, to educate their families themselves, you know, within their own state. So um, I, I love that. I want to, um, we're going to be taking a, a short break here, but there's more that I want to ask and talk to you about with this Restoring America, but you've definitely got a huge brain download on that one, um, because that's really what we need. We have been trying the socialism, we've been trying the, the communism, and it's just not working. We can see that right now. So um, I'm with Kimberly Fletcher. We're going to be back here on the Liberty Moms podcast in just a minute, so stay with us.
Welcome back to the Liberty Moms podcast. Chris Kimball hosting. And I've been talking with Kimberly Fletcher, the founder, president, and CEO of Moms for America. And oh my goodness, they are on fire. I mean, um, if ever we've needed moms to be involved in um, helping us restore and take back our country, we need it now. And with 18 years of growing and um, expanding and reaching out to moms across all 50 states, um, Kimberly has done that. And so um, I am so grateful that you were, I mean, I know you had your arguments with God, but I'm so grateful that you were willing to be his servant and to take this on because this is a huge, huge movement that needs to continue to grow. And it's, 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 it's necessary now more than ever because we have so many moms and dads that are waking up and need to get plugged in. And so before the break, we were uh, talking about you've got the mom vote that is is there to get people educated on, on how to vote. And I was surprised that um, there were so many conservative moms that were not voting in the past. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, well, they've allocated their vote to the head of the household because they're taking care of their kids and they're, yes, you know, all they're that busy. That they I, do. <laughs> I know I've got, I've got my daughter and daughter-in-law having, um, they're raising their kids right now. I just, it's just <laughs> it's busy time, but they do, they do have to take time to make that happen. I mean, it's super important. And then your Restoring America um, uh, program that you've got. So that is the easiest way to for people or moms to hook into you is with the app. You have a free app. Yeah. And so that they can download on their phone or what is your, what's the website? It's momsforamerica.us and we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and our app. I mean, you can find us everywhere. The cool thing about our app is you can't cancel them. So we put all kinds of stuff on there that they try to cancel us on all the other platforms. Um, but you can find, you can find everything that we do at momsforamerica.us. Okay, I, so I want our listeners to be sure that they know how to connect with you. And cottage meetings are, they're able to sign up and, and uh, initiate cottage meetings, which is basically um, weekly meetings where they um, learn about the Constitution. And you learn it. Yeah, and they're, they're very, very powerful. One of our uh, moms from Florida contacted me a few weeks ago, and she said she was having a discussion with her state representative, and they were talking about a constitutional principle and he asked her if she could slow down because he wanted to take notes so this is the power that you don't even you don't even realize what you're learning and, and you suddenly you're like know all these things you're like wow because it's common sense you know they, they don't teach common sense in school anymore so well and i have to give a shout out to our julene jackson who lived here in utah for um a number of years and uh she is your um is it the senior advisor she's the she's a senior instructor and advisor for cottage meetings yep yeah so um we love julene and uh i guess she's here in utah with you as well i'm hoping to see she was over the, over the weekend we were able to hang out together it was awesome oh that's great well um we've had some huge um shifts in the uh the culture of america in the last couple of weeks and the most amazing change that was so celebratory was Roe v. Wade finally being overturned. And you, on the break, we were talking about that uh, Moms for America had a little hand in that. And so I'd love to have you share 
what um, happened where you guys could influence that because that's an amazing win for God's law and for babies and for families and for moms all across America. It, it is, and it's really about planting seeds and answering the call. And, and I can't express enough how important it is to answer the call. You may not think what you're being is that important. You, you may not think that what you've accomplished is going to make that much difference. But I can tell you that Roe v. Wade was overturned, and we actually had a big part of that. And, and, and we, we didn't know. We didn't even know at the time. We are just doing what God told us to do. So in 2018, I was in Texas, and I was uh, speaking at an event um, on 9-11, and, and I'm telling my story, and I, I came home, or came back to the hotel, and they turned on, I was turned on, you know, the news, I turned on Fox, and I saw what the world saw. Every two minutes, like clockwork, these radical feminists getting up and screaming in the confirmations for Judge Kavanaugh. And I was just disgusted. And immediately I had this thought, we need to be there. I didn't know what that meant, but it was very clear that God was saying, we need to be there. And so I, um, I had a plane, I had a flight home, but I, I got a flight right then from home. <laughs> I gave myself two days, but I got a flight from home to D.C., one-way ticket. And I spent three weeks in Washington, D.C. When I first got there, I was just getting the lay of the land, meeting with the various different senators, meeting in Senator Cross's judiciary office and trying to, you know, kind of figure out where we at, what's going on, and why is this not happening when we have the majority? You know, it was very frustrating. And I would do live streams every day talking about what I found out, who I talked to. And one day I was coming out of Senator Cornyn's office, and I saw this mob of people down at the other end of the hall, and it was Senator Murkowski's office. I was like, I wonder what's going on down there? So I went down, and it's probably like 30, 35 media. I mean, it was just cameras everywhere. And in amongst them were about 20, maybe 25, uh, mostly women, a couple men, who were there with their Believe Women t-shirts on. And um, Senator Murkowski came out and gave this I Believe Women uh, speech, and they all clapped their hands like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go to the next office. And I realized, oh my gosh, they're going from office to office doing their whole Believe Women thing. And they weren't psycho at this time. They were just, it, it wasn't until um, Senator Flake um, was attacked <laughs> by this crazy feminist that, that, that things went really south. They were just going around with their homemade posters and their shines and all that kind of stuff. And I said, oh my gosh, we have to have a counter to this. So I then went and I met with Senator Grassley's judiciary, uh, chief of staff in, in his judiciary office. And I asked, okay, what, what do we need? Where, where are we at? What do we need to get this over the top? And she told me the same thing that everybody else had been saying. He should have picked the woman. I was so disgusted by hearing that at this point. I said, you know what? I didn't vote for Donald Trump in 2016. But there's something I've learned about him. And I'll tell you, I'll skip into the polls in 2020 to vote for him. And I've learned that this man is very smart. He knows how to play chess, and he's usually four or five chess moves ahead of the rest of you. So maybe he just knew that whoever he was going to pick for this position was going to be eviscerated, maligned, and attacked. He protected the woman and chose the man. This isn't going to happen because you don't have the vote. You tell me what you need to get it done. And she looked at me and she said, we need more of you. And I said, what do you mean more of me? More moms like you. That's what we need. And I'm like, okay. So I had, I had met a, a man in Texas a couple weeks earlier, an oil guy, and, and I called him up and I, and I said, um, you know, I, I know we just met and I handed you this proposal to review, but I need you to throw it in the trash because right now 
and we have an emergency and I need $25,000 like right now. I need to, to get an Airbnb and fly moms into Washington, D.C. to be able to walk these halls and talk to these senators and give them a counter to what's going on so that they can have some backbone <laughs> because who wants to fight against these women who are saying, don't you believe me? And, and we had to have that counter. Like Phyllis Flaffley was the counter during ERA, you know? You're going to choose you know and so i i am um, and so he told me the next day and he said well kimberly i got a clear yes or a clear no and i know there's going to come a day where i got to stand before my maker and he's going to say mr salisbury why didn't you and he said i'll say sir i did where do i wire the money and so he sent me the money i got the moms there and for three weeks well it's two at this point, for two weeks, we had these moms coming, going door to door. Um, we had uh, there was a rally the day that the that the testimonies were and were um, concerned going for America was doing a rally, and so we went to the rally and, and they asked me to speak, and I invited a bunch of other groups to come and and be a part of the rally, and. Uh, a whole lot of moms come because I was like calling everybody I knew and said we just be there. And from that point forward, we were united and and we would share where we were going to be and what we were going to do to be a stronger force. Well, the the day that that night, um, Wednesday, Wednesday night before the um the the we held a press conference at the Phyllis Laffley Center in Washington D.C. and I invited all these women to come and and talk and I. I had passed out the, the flyers to all the members of Cong Congress, senators who were on the committee, and I knew their aides weren't going to come. But I'm like, well, at least you want a live stream because OAN is going to be a live stream again. And so we, um, that then, and I thought, you know, nothing's happening. We're not doing anything. And so I, um, we're doing lots of stuff, but the media wasn't paying attention to us. I barely handed them our, our, our sheet of our info sheet, you know, our statement. And then barely turn around and they throw it in the trash. It just seemed like we weren't getting anywhere. And so that night I was on Martha McCullum. And when I walked in, um, Jim Jordan and his aide, um, then his then his legislative uh, director, um, Ian Fury, walked in. And, and Jim comes in and he gives me a thumbs up and I'm like, hey. And and uh, Ian goes, Kimberly, you did such a great job on the press conference today. And I'm like, it is. <laughs> And yeah. So then I go in Martha McCullum and she asked me the same question everybody had been asking. Do you think that, that she was credible? And I said, well, that definition I obviously had a problem with. And I said, I think she was compelling, but without corroboration and substantiation, it's, it's just a compelling story. It's not credible. And, um, a couple hours later, I got a phone call from one of my friends at Fox and she's like, Kimberly, do you have any idea what you've done? And I said, no, what to do? And she said, nobody at Fox is using the word credible anymore. They're all using the word compelling. The next day, all the senators on the Republican side were using the word compelling. Susan Collins, before she gave her vote in her speech, she used the word compelling and she pulled excerpts right out of our statement that we thought nobody was paying attention to. It was those simple things. Senator Orrin Hatch wrote a letter thanking us for being there. We had several senators, including Senator Grassley, that said until the mom showed up, this was DOA. It wasn't going to happen. That is the power of moms. And I remember being overwhelmed when he put his hand up and took that oath. I just dropped to my knees, tears streaming down my face. Thank you. But it happened. And I immediately did another live stream with you. And I said, let's send letters, thank you letters to these 
for doing the right thing. And we had, I, I didn't know how many I was going to get. I was going to hand deliver them. And if it was my own, I was going to go. And we had over 1,200 letters that came in from moms across the country. And, and Susan Collins got most of them. She, she, got the, she got the highest amount. And I hand delivered them. So this is the power that we had. So I have to say, I never thought that Roe v. Wade would be turned over in my lifetime. I, I really didn't because they just have everything, it seems. And so the day when the, when, the, when the story leaked, I said, oh, please, God, give them the strength to stay, to stay true to this. And thank God for Clarence Thomas, because I know he had to just been holding that, holding that fist tight. You know, we've got to do this. This is the right thing to do. This was an unconstitutional from the very beginning. It, was, it, it smacked up against the Constitution. Now we're finally back to the Constitution. And, and, but I have to say it was the most humbling moment to know that four years ago, a word and a press conference and having a bunch of moms in the Capitol made a difference. But I testify 100%, and the senators will too, that it did. Kimberly, you know what? That story, and I'm sorry if some of the listeners are having kind of a hard time because it's breaking in and out, but your story was giving me chills. I had goosebumps because... It, it, it truly is. That is how God works. And if you're willing, like you had, had that message, we have to be there. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how this is going to happen, but you just came home from Texas, got on your plane and went to DC and you were there to do what needed to be done. And just having that word, think about the importance of the word. God created the, the world with words. Words have so much power and you shifted the narrative by just changing one word taking power out of credit you know is it a credible testimony to making it a compelling testimony and that shifted everything and when you when you mentioned kavanaugh and how trump went to him again i see that as a god thing because yes he had a man in there because the man was going to be this was going to be a seat that they were going to fight for and protecting a woman he didn't have to worry about that having a man there but the thing is he was inspired to pick Kavanaugh because who on the planet has a diary from high school that they can just whip out and just totally overturn all of these allegations right like who oh Brent Kavanaugh has one right <laughs> and God knew and he, that God knew that. God knew about that diary. And he knew that Trump needed to put him in there so he could pull that out. And, 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 and you pull, you, you know, he's working. He's working with these key people. You're listening. You show up. You've got this united. And it's such a powerful story because we have to be engaged. We have to be involved. And you just showed how when we do it, we are able to do God's work. You know, and that, and it might not happen. You know, he, Kavanaugh got, you know, put in and, and you don't really know the, the fruits of it until four years later. And you see how, and even, and even Kavanaugh, I mean, he had someone that attempted to kill him. He had an attempted assassin yeah. on him and yet he's held firm. And again, I think that's the God, God knew how he would be and knew he'd hold firm and knew he had to be in there. Because not everybody would be able to withstand that kind of pressure and those kind of threats. So, wow, Kimberly, thank you. Thank you for being an instrument in God's hands, for sure. 
It's about answering the call. And again, I, I can't express that enough. You may think that what you're doing doesn't matter. I, I, I thought we weren't making a difference. And I, I'm like, what, 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 why am I here? Is this really doing anything? And, and I just kept feeling, just stay the course, stay the course. Answer the call, please answer the call. You think it's not important, but Roe v. Wade was just overturned on a word in a press conference. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is how God works. Just these simple, tiny little things that shift everything. That's his power. He has the power to make that happen. And so we just have to be there and be willing, as you said, to listen to the call. And, and wow, powerful, powerful story. So Moms for America, I can't express enough how important it is to get connected to this organization. And Kimberly and, oh, my goodness, I was looking at your advisory committee and everyone that's involved. You have an army of, of individuals that are there working with you, whether it's um, the cottage meetings, whether it's school board, all these different, and you have the podcast. So how do listeners um, tune into the Live, uh, Moms for America podcast? You can find it right on our website with all the platforms. It's on, um, it, it's on all the, they have a whole list of platforms that's on there. Everything you can be on your enrolls on the Loving Liberty Network, so they can, they can hear it there too. Charisma Magazine, on, Charisma has a, um, a whole podcast that they've set up, and we're number two on the Charisma platform for podcasts. Moms are loving this, and, and we've got uh, 18,000 downloads on, on our last podcast, and, and we're up to 300,000 or something downloads just in the, in the last month. So it, it's, it's resonating with moms, and they, they love to be able to connect. And it's really just um, Vice President Debbie Carlitis brings on moms to talk about their story what they're doing and 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 also you know people who are involved in various different things men and women we've talked about everything from human trafficking to you know having families in Manila. so we've got a, we've got a well-rounded well my bad if i'm sitting there telling people like where do you find it and it's on the loving liberty network there you go. <laughs> place to go for liberty moms and moms for america so um uh, you're, that's a great way to get your, um, your information out to connect with other people. And then, um, donations, it takes money. I mean, you were just talking about how, um, you put everything on hold and you fly to DC. There's costs involved for you to show up for others to show up to make a difference. And so it takes money to run organizations and how can our listeners donate to moms for America? have a big donate button on the top right corner of our website. We love donations. And we've just started our 1776 fund, which is uh, our defender, uh, Defenders of Freedom. And you can be a defender and join the club by contributing 1776 a month. And, and those monthly donations are incredible. And, and we sure appreciate you having that commitment and that faith and confidence in us. We, we treasure every penny. And I still have a $5 bill taped to the top of my desk with a little note from a woman who I know must have been in her 80s or 90s, and it was a widow's mite, and it said, please take a piece and help save the country. And that $5, the most powerful thing that, that it does is remind me of every single person out there, those moms, those dads, those men and women who believe in us, and no matter how little and how big they give, every single penny goes to this, to this movement and we treasure everyone, and I guarantee you, you'll get a good return on your investment. Oh, I, I 
can't help but think that's the case because just hearing that story of Roe v. Wade and, and hearing how you're out um, educating moms about getting registered to vote and the importance of it and educating on families. I mean, we have to be the ones to educate our next generation because it's not unless you've got your children in a, a really good private school or you're homeschooling, they're not hearing any of these amazing stories about our founding fathers and about our founding documents. And again, we had men who were willing to sacrifice their fortunes. And we're not asking moms to sacrifice a fortune, but just to give a little bit, a little bit towards this effort is what's going to help us keep America the great country that she is. So I would really um, encourage you, whether it's $2, $5, $2, $5, if you can do that, seventeen seventy six. that's fantastic. But um, any little bit makes a huge difference. And um, I wanted to go back. In the, in the first half, we talked about your, your project of Restoring America and that it was going to culminate on September 17th in, in conjunction with Constitution Day. And what, where is that going to happen? Will that be in D.C.? That that event, or is it somewhere else? So, <laughs> I, I will tell you that um, none of us have any interest in going to D.C. while it is the communist hub, until it is returned to the free world. We we will not be returning. Um, we made one exception during Freedom Convoy to go and do a press conference with members of Congress to say why we were on the Freedom our Big Purple Semi, and um, that we were here and we're going late. <laughs> Outside of that, we've not been back, and we have no intentions of going back. So, no. We don't want to give them any more power and clout than, than they think they have. Besides, they don't pay attention to us when we go anyway. So, we are actually launching from the Southern Command Center in Florida. Okay. <laughs> we are going to be holding a Constitution Day event in Florida, in Sarasota. And that's going to kick off the week. And what we are doing is encouraging individuals, families, organizations to to network with our moms or whatever organizations, please, someone be the person who turns on the lights. We want to have a constitution celebration in all 50 states on September 17th. And I, I don't care if it's just gathering in a park or a concert or whatever, but celebrate the constitution on September 17th. We will list your, your event up on our website so that we, people can see that they're all over the country. We'll get the media pushed out there for you. All you need to do is, is, is if you build it, they will come and okay. in your state. And then throughout the week, we're going to be promoting all kinds of activities that families and communities can do to promote the Constitution. And on the 23rd, we are going to, or the 24th, on the 24th, we are going to um, close out our celebration because the 24th is a Saturday with a big, huge concert in St. George, Utah. A big oh, wow. event. A big closing event. We just decided on that. We don't have any details yet, but there are a lot of exciting things happening, and everything that we're doing, all, all this every month, leads up to that event. And from then, it's uh, our lead, Liberty Trips are all going to lead up to 250, the big the big 250th celebration of, of uh, the, the, this beautiful freedom. <laughs> and we are going to have a, just a lot of exciting things over the course of the next four years to get families engaged in freedom in a fun, interactive way. We are going to turn this around in one generation. It's going to start with the story of America and with being the fun table and making the Constitution cool again and helping kids realize that freedom is worth fighting for. Well, Kimberly, we are in our last minute, and I just want to let you know that our my co-host, Delaine England, 
already has and has been holding a constitution celebration up in Davis County, up in Bountiful for the last, I think, like eight, eight or ten years. And so she, We're putting that one on the website for sure. <laughs> so I will make sure she gets in touch so that her, okay. her event can be promoted because she already well, has been doing that here in Utah. So, all right, we, are, we have finished up our time. Kimberly, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for being my guest today, and good luck with all of the work that you're doing to restore liberty here in America. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.